Hello, everybody. Hey, now. Welcome to the Sam Dean Podcast, where we talk about life uncensored. Today on the show, I have Patrick Spruill back. Good friend of mine. He's got the best stories. Musician, actor, coffee roaster, extraordinaire. Our show is sponsored by Vans Ant Coffee. Find the best tasting locally roasted coffee at VansAntCoffee.com. It's also sponsored by Protein Proletas, Greg Garcia's company, a Dallas police officer who's made protein ice cream that he sells to gyms and stuff. You can find it at Proletas, P-R-O-L-E-T-A-S.com. And you can also buy it at CrossFit Vans Ant and CrossFit Vans Ant South in Athens, Texas. Enjoy the show, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, Patrick, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Sam. Tell me about the the three movies you're in, right? Ind- <laughs> ind- independent films. Yeah. Ringo and the Monkey Man. That's right. Dust. Rambling on Productions. Those are those two are, are And yeah. and what's Rambling on Productions? <clears throat> this is the company my one of my great friends, truly a miracle of the universe that we met and uh have shared so many good experiences and, and done a lot together. Um, this is this Brad, is the, Brad, Brad Blank. Yes. Br- yeah. Brad Blank from San Antonio, Texas originally. Um, this was his production company and, and Brad went to the university of Texas, then went to university of Miami, got a film degree, a master's in film and wanted to do, he lived in LA for a while and kind of, you know, was wanted to do the thing. And this was mid, early 90s or mid to late 90s <clears throat> back when the shit was cool and um yeah and he just he wanted to do a movie i was playing singing in a band in austin uh our guitarist and brad grew up together and that's a long interesting story um anyway but he said hey man you know like have you ever acted and i said well you know seventh eighth grade i was in the play with um your brother's sister-in-law and yep. um, anyway, and we got first place both years. Thank you. And uh, let's go Canton. We, All right. Are we talking one act, one act play? One act play, man. Canton, yeah. I was Tom Sawyer and Cyrano de Bergerac. Was <laughs> that uh, Miss Barry? Uh, that was actually Linda Sides. You remember Mrs. Sides? Mm-hmm. Junior high. Yeah. Oh, Miss Sides. Yeah, we, yeah. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's a whole different. That's Miss late night. anyway um yeah long story short yeah yeah i was singing in the band and said hey would you like to audition for my friend's movies making an independent film in san antonio but it it was a real you know i mean budget like it was i mean it was we we did it by the skin of our teeth but it was for real and uh so when you say that and since you've done that and i've seen these I'm so jealous. I did find – we need to watch that yeah. again. I found a copy of – it may be just Rough Cuts, but I think you would enjoy it. Yeah. The dream of, like, just being an actor, being just being on set and putting that that's, – that's the ultimate brainchild, you know, project. I was going to say, be careful what you wish for type of deal. <laughs> like, I was, I was completely broke. I mean, I, mean, I don't mean – you know, euphemistically, I mean, I was, I had no money yeah. and uh, didn't know how I was going to get from Austin to San Antonio, maybe hitchhike. You know, I mean, I'm not bullshitting. And, uh, and I was talking about Tommy Wallace, you know, um, who's the district judge in Canton, who's one of my dad's best friends and was my uncle T. And I, I 
love him still to this day. We've lost him a couple years ago, but <clears throat> anyway, I was out rehearsing in at our place in Rising Star, Texas, and just reading the script. And I didn't know Brad at that point. I'd met mm-hmm. him, but we didn't really know each other. And and the band was still kind of we'd only been playing a couple of years, and I was still getting to know Bobby, our lead guitarist, who is an attorney and was our you know legal representation on the movie. You know, I mean, we mm-hmm. there are a lot of ins and outs so we we broke a lot of laws <laughs> you know, like filming and doing stuff but but thank you to the state of texas for working with your you know artists yeah. but uh, so the first one was ringo and the monkey man yes yes yeah and you can where can somebody watch this it's on youtube i isn't i don't know i'm i honestly we we actually went took it premiered it at the bare bones film festival in muskogee oklahoma um i don't know if if they have a history and their stuff, we did have a website at one point, uh, rambling on productions. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it's out there somewhere, but it, it's pretty wild. You know I mean? It's a, it's an action movie. It's a, it's an action movie. Yeah. It's a kind of a Tarantino style. I was going to say it yeah. was certainly Brad came up, uh, Brad and I both did, you know, but this was, I didn't know him. He had, it, this thing was ready to pop. I mean, this was, I auditioned, I actually auditioned for Ringo, and they said, well, now we don't have anybody to play uh, Colonel Sanders, the the assassin, the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. So, anyway, it it gets pretty wild. Um, And, and yeah, we That's why I call you the Colonel to this day. That's right. Um, Many reasons, many. I always think it's like I'm just a, just a little Colonel of corn, but, uh. Oh, Colonel with the K. Yeah. yeah, could be. Um, Colonel. But anyway, um, yeah, it was it was it was a great experience. And again, for somebody like me who who really not took a couple of acting classes at the University of Texas while I was there, and the kicker was that it was like girls from the. It was you know it was kind of a class where quote unquote easy A type of deal. Well, I I, I say that it really wasn't, but. I had the girls' soccer team, like two or three players from the girls' soccer team. Our starting middle linebacker was in there in my class, you know, and it was like 8, 8 a.m., Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And let's just say on Fridays, I was increasingly animated and, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> from being at the Saxon Pub. See, yeah. ball, see episode two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, late night. <laughs> I just wander into class and then just be in character. And they were like, bravo. And I was like, well, I'm just still drunk. You know? So but. the acting class or the drama, what, what was it yeah. called? The class. What, at UT? Yeah. I think it was acting. I think it was acting. 301. Yeah. Acting 301. It was yeah. hard to get into. And I got lucky and, you know, made an A. I was like, uh, you know. And how how did you meet Brad? Again, like through through the band, I was singing in, with our boys in Austin, and yeah. uh, our lead guitarist and, and founding member Bobby Blunt. Uh, he and Brad had they Bobby's wife that they've been together since high school, mm-hmm. Emily Blunt. Uh, shout out, um, greatest people. And Brad had dated one of Emily's first cousins, who was a set of quadruplets. All yeah. four of them very attractive quadruplets, mm-hmm. and Brad dated one of them, and Bobby was dating Emily, and they were all very close in San Antonio, and and uh, 
you know, it was just – I felt bad. We played a little gig, yeah. mini, mini concert at that guy's house one night. <laughs> and, uh, and he had – get this. They were just – they had already – they had two older daughters, and I guess they were kind of trying for – they wanted a son. Mm-hmm. And they used a little – maybe they had a little help from science. And uh, be careful what you wish for. Because instead of getting a son, he got four more daughters at once. Wow. <laughs> so wow. six daughters. Crazy. Yeah. When – me and you went to Denton. Yes. And stayed with Brad. Yes. We went to the Rubber Glove. Thank you for yeah. taking us out. The Rubber Glove. Cause I, Can you believe that? There was a band that I wanted to see, and, yeah. they, and they were named – what were you doing? Were you here in Canton? Or? I don't think I. I think I was Where'd in the. You come from? I was in the army. I came up from Fort Hood. I don't know what I did. I don't know where I was. Me. Either. Ashley wasn't with me though. But yeah, you we, were solo. We went to the Rubber Glove, which is a, a a dive rock bar. It was a little almost metal. Yeah, it was, it was a like a metal bar. Yeah. in Denton. Yeah. and we saw this band. Denton's a great this time. band was called. I can lick any son of a bitch in the house. That, yes. That's the band name. I could not think of that it, for it's a, years. It's a huge yeah. name. <laughs> but yeah. the me and the uh, the lead guitar pl- or the lead, the front man of the band are still friends on inst- really? Instagram. Yeah. Fucking name, man. But, <laughs> yeah. So I remember buying him uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. He's got great songs. Uh, he's, you know, he's you know, he's falling on hard times from here and there. Shit, but you hadn't. But uh, I remember that. That was a great night. We went there. We stayed yeah. with Brad. Yeah. Yes, they are the best. Brad and Tara Blank. Yeah. Um, again, it was it was really, you know, I would say in a time period where I kind of had to, again, I was broke. I didn't know what I was doing, what I wanted to do. I didn't really, but I, I knew I wanted, I'd always wanted to perform. I always wanted, I'd always kind of dabbled with it and, and write and tell my little stories and whatever, but you know, just to get it out, but uh, it it really did kind of culminate into a weird, like it just happened. I didn't seek it out. I guess is what I'm saying. Even the band, I was Bobby, that I've aforementioned, is my whole. He's the only reason I've ever done it because I would never. I was too prideful, or I was too. Let's face it, it's scary. <clears throat> we were talking about going on auditions and things. Yeah, nobody wants to be told no. You know, yeah. but that's what holds us back from life or a lot of us, you know, like my like my papa used to say, my granddad would say, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask as long as you don't mind being told no. Right. Well, think about the opportunities, you know, that. <clears throat> and there oh, were, that no, 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 no. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. And I've talked about it, on, I think, on the first podcast, but it has so much to do with your rest of your life. It, it being just sure. just trying. You got to knock on the door. To even see if it opens. And, you know, you know I mean? talking about as far, as far as women, like, talking to a girl. I was going to say, that's the not big, my strong suit. That's, no. the, <laughs> that's the biggest deal. But, yeah. I mean, I remember going on job interviews when I got out of the Army with, you know, I, I had an interview with Morton Myerson one time. Right. And uh, it went okay, I think. And he put me down to one of his other CEOs that went, it went really bad. And... And well, you say that. I mean, it was. I mean, again, you had been in the army. That's a corporate structure. I mean, that's what businesses are mm-hmm. built upon. And maybe you just were like, "F this," you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've been, I'm, I've been doing this. He moved you, the the, you know, two star general moved you to a subordinate to his Fulbright colonel. You know, you know, again, like it's, yeah. and they're they're gonna, they're gonna make you work for it. You know what I mean? And, but it's okay. Yeah, yoke. It's yoke. Yeah. 
you're going to be told no. Yeah. And, and we don't and like that, you know. What I mean? Nobody likes it. Well, some people deal with it better than others. And uh, I was just going to say, like, yeah. in, like in music or, or any kind of anything, you yeah. know, like there's there's some there's something about having you know a, a strong sense of self, uh, um, and some people call it ego. Some people, you know, and again, it gets out of out Pe- of whack. Dude, but in, yeah. if you want to be successful. You got to believe in yourself, you know, and you have right. to, uh, you know. I make fun of myself all the time, but at the same time, you know, I've also I kind of know what I am and what I'm capable of, you know, and that takes work, you know, and, and and again, maybe I hold myself back. I'm just being, you know, specific at, at different times in my mm-hmm. life, but but like I say about that movie, what we were back to, I knew I didn't have to audition. I was pretty much already there you know what yeah i mean like it was of course i said can i use an irish accent to play a, a samurai a white long-haired bearded samurai in san antonio texas in the summer and what do they say go for it yeah and you did uh, and i oh, i certainly did <clears throat> let me tell you and and let me let me explain this <laughs> i like the movie I do. It was. It was what it was. But you but know? but is it Ringo the action hero? Yes, he's he's your title character. But, but my he, character. Is, yeah. I, the only thing I didn't like is Ringo chewing gum the whole time. He had uh, oral fixation. I think Johnny Johnny Caballero, great actor, great guy. Uh, but it was kind of he would he didn't smoke cigarettes. But the character the the part called for it. Of course, he could have said, "Nah, I ain't doing that." Yeah, that was the deal. But, he, he was. But he was always smoking cigarettes and then. Chewing gum at the same time and trying to deliver his lines and drink, you know. I mean, again, it's just it wasn't. We're, we're just wasn't we're natural. It wasn't. Yeah, I've, ne- it was, I've it was never, kinda, I've never seen anybody smoke and yeah. And I'm not. Chew I'm gum. Not, no. Let's not. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna do that. But you know, we were just we were just making it up as we went every day. We didn't get paid. It was just you know we lived in a house in a rental house in on the Loop 1604 North San Antonio. Nobody. I used an Irish accent for the three weeks I was there. Like people thought I was from Dublin and which again, oh, I was, so, so you were, in, you were in character the entire time, the entire time. Yeah. Even offset. I was playing a character, playing a character <laughs> in my best performance. Even Brad and Tara said that to this day, like your best performance was around the house. You know, like you were, Oh, uh, you know, well, I'm just yeah. I've been. Where'd you I was get? raised in Dublin. Went to Trinity, studied acting at Trinity at Trinity University, and I was down traveling, love Texas, and uh, and we. I just happened to yeah. I just happened to see an ad and answered it, and here I am, the Irish Summary. Where'd you get your gi, the black gi that you wore? Uh, oh, that was we had. There was a great costume shop. Like I say, Brad, San Antonio's a great town. And it really, it's so old, it's so unique, it's so eclectic in little parts. But there was a costume store that had been there for 60 years, and you could find anything. You know what I mean? Like, how, what, who decides to have a costume shop that was a warehouse almost of of anything you could imagine? And I'm pretty sure we ended up having to buy that because I ripped the shit out of it. I mean, we were swinging real swords. I mean, we had to dull them down. <laughs> you know, it was, we had a gossip. I mean, we had a, a stunt coordinator uh, who was a pro bull riding champion, David Alvarado. He was in several in L.A. and Hollywood, you know, like stunt court. He was a stunt man. And uh, this dude looked like 
like he he was Hispanic clearly, but he was like almost like carven like Cherokee, almost like you know, I mean like he was he was a badass. And uh man, we we had a good time. And we trained for four days, you know, and with five or six or seven, you know, extras and with wooden katanas and I mean he really he coordinated all this in the fight scene was a to me you know it's a cold it's again it's you, you know you're watching something that's that obviously we don't have a big budget but it's we clearly are putting our heart and soul into this and it's and you can follow it from A to B to C to D and then we're done, you know what I mean it's a lot harder to make a movie than I ever it's it's not romantic oh, you know man. what I mean it's, 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 it's work it's some a, of the worst work ever it's <laughs> so much work going to I mean yeah. I can't even believe and you it. only get one shot at it you know that's why people are so you know I get it now you know like actors and you have to be it's about you that's once you put it down and once you put it on the screen or on on the recording you know music or whatever you're doing that's it you know what I mean and how long did it take y'all from we were i mean you would have been proud of us like taking a hill i mean like three weeks i mean it we had a big calendar on the wall <laughs> we all we ate venison every day we were poor like we just it was whatever we had man and it, it was about i want to say it was about a 25 day shoot i was there i came early like I said, I was more interested in learning how to make movies. The process. Yeah. Yes. That, and that's so interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. I was supposed to just have a little small redneck roll, get my ass whipped at a pool hall. Guess mm. what are you doing, you chicken dick? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get that stain. You ain't taking my goddamn money. <laughs> you cheated, you son of a bitch. Which you I would have nailed. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> I, I wanted to fight you right now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm obnoxious. Yeah, you. I feel like you're at, you're at Fast Eddie's and Terrell right there. Yeah, pretty, it, I've been yeah. in there too. You've been in Fast. Eddie's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that other place in Terrell on eighty called? Uh, uh, it uh, called Bob's Bob's Club. Me and your brother have I been was in there, there yesterday. Don't let's not. <laughs> do you remember the Silver Fox or whatever the hell? Silver that Saloon. Yeah, whatever. Oh, that that uh, that's Jesus. a Jesus. That's a. That's a that's that's a <clears throat> metropolis compared to these other places. I got ex- escorted out by. Like, because some other dude was going to beat my ass. My hair was too long or something. And uh, he just jumped up and screamed, I'm her boyfriend! (laughs) I went, okay. Uh, Not tonight. (laughs) I love Terrell. That's a fine Terrell's great. Terrell's great. Home home of Jamie Foxx. That's right. He's a badass. All right. Let's sum up this. Ringo and the Monkey Man. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys find it, but try oh, to find it. Oh, we got best picture at in Bare Bones Film Festival, Muskogee, Oklahoma. We blew that town apart, okay, man. Okay, Muskogee, Oklahoma. If you only can do it once, we, we do Bare it. Bones Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Look it up. See if you can watch it. I can't remember what year All it right, was. All right, that's movie number one. Let's talk about the next two. Yeah, let's just let's leave on a good note. Let's move on. Let's talk about some other things. Yeah. But let's talk about Dust. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I had a DVD you gave me. Oh, God. Shit, so I what's don't, I don't even know if I have a copy of what's that. what's dust about? Dust was a little more, you know, kind of experimental, cerebral type deal. A couple years later, that Brad and I were just talking about. Um, just got he traveled a lot for his dad's company. You know, two or three weeks at a time, all over Texas. And they were living in Denton, and his wife was Tara was finishing her 
PhD program at University of North Texas. And so she was home alone with the two Ridgebacks. Uh, miss them. Um, but Brad would be traveling. He was like, hey, man, you're kind of in between things. Do you want to – let's make a movie. I was like, do we have a script? He's like, well, start writing. You know, we just kind of talked about living on the road. And I had done the the free the photography, the uh, – Real estate photography. Real estate photography where you do virtual tours and stuff. And I traveled all over and all over the country and was alone, you know. And it's long days and you're just – and you're in a motel room at night and you're just – you know, it's it was it was a weird, great experience, but it's lonely and uh, you know, and 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 making money and it's kind of like in learning things and meeting people, but it's kind of like where would I rather be type of thing. And, <clears throat> and Brad had experienced that doing his job, so we said, hey man, like my dad, I'm on the company dime anyway. Like, why don't we just take this ten thousand dollar Sony XL camera, you know, that we have and we'll just kind of make shit up as we go. And we just kind of had a protagonist, my character that was just kind of anonymous, just kind of, what was your character's name? Sydney. Um, you know, Brad, so, Brad, so, so S Y N or, I um, I want to say that we spelled it S I D N E Y, but, but, uh, but again, if you know, wasn't that, um, Sid from, uh, from, uh, Pink Floyd, the original, shine on you crazy diamond that was he was the founder of pink floyd but he did too much acid and so i think brad was kind of it was kind of a nod to to him but anyway again just just kind of a uh, obviously not just a name he didn't have a last name he was just kind of he was a delivery guy he just moved packages it was real we shot all over texas we had and again it was really more some of it was it's more thematic you know and 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 visual and and we it was an experience, man. And we shot that off and on for eight months. And clearly, I mean, I was a little too, Sydney did a lot of uh, heavy drinking and soul searching and, <laughs> and staring at, you know. So like me yeah. during COVID-19. Yeah, pretty much like everybody's going yeah. on right now. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, and maybe, you know, we, and we would shoot a little bit at a time. I think we shot probably 30 hours of, of footage or roll like for an 80 minute, 20 hours, maybe for an 80 minute picture, maybe more than that, but, but all over Port Arthur, uh, the, you know, Port A, um, all your ports, all your ports. Port Aransas. Yeah. What you're talking about. Yep. It's the only place. Well, in, we were in Texas city in Port Arthur too, which is horrible. Beaumont. Uh, Aransas though, is the only place in Texas that you can surf. Is that true? That's what my friend Schmitty says. Yeah, he goes down quite regularly. But a lot of it, I thought some of those old boys, will, I think out of Galveston, like those tankers that come by, mm-hmm. they'll get pulled out and they'll surf those waves all the way in. Yeah. But Port A, yes, you can surf. Surfing, I've I've surfed in um, Huntington Beach a couple of times. That. Isn't that well, cold on in a, the Pacific? It's, yeah, it's cold. cold. I have to have a – you know I'm a redhead, so I can't be out in the sun for more than 15 minutes. You're a Viking. Yeah, yeah so I have to have, like, long-sleeve, long-legged mm-hmm. uh, wetsuit in the Pacific. But, man, that's – I would, too, With man. a longboard, it's so – it's it's damn fun. Like, I love surfing. It's 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 incredible. Well, we need to go to Haco Beach in Costa Rica then because that's the only time I ever got up when I was 21. But – 
it's mild. The weather's good. It's long curls, kind of a weird riptide, but that's where it's a, yeah, yeah. we'll have to talk about that. But George, you I'll know, I'll need a raise. I bought, yeah, <laughs> I bought George a one wheel, which if you don't know what a one wheel is, it's in a, it's a skateboard. It's, it's electric. It has a one big rubber wheel on it and there's two of them there's a pint and there's it's a normal one fatty yeah and it's, they're wheel. expensive but they're electric and riding that thing is just like riding a surfboard hmm. but it'll go across rocks and grass and stuff and george is a maniac on it so so i want to take that boy good he I, good i, I want to yeah, take good. i want to yeah. take him surfing <laughs> as soon as i can yeah i was gonna say as soon as all this craziness stops okay so i recommend hako because so, the Pacific's warm down there. Yeah. So are we talking in Mexico? Hako? No, what? no, no. That's what? Costa Rica. The oh, west, Costa Rica. The west okay. coast of Costa Rica. Yeah. Okay. I recommend it. I think you guys like it. In fact, I'll probably need to go as an interpreter slash Manny. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we're in. Yeah. Can, can we drive there? In a we could, but, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it at this point. Yeah. Right. I mean. I don't know how Honduras is looking. Go, hey, man, we got your beans. We love your beans. Hondo sidekick. Yeah, yeah, we need to go down there anyway and visit that we, farm. Now we're talking. We need to go visit the farm. I honestly, in 1997, there was a 60-acre coffee farm with a house, $120,000. No BS. I'm, I'm not making that up. Again, I don't know what comes with that. Dead bodies. I mean, there's machetes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Something. Uh, but. Yeah opportunities but anyway yeah even like i say that's i've had friends that have driven down to guatemala and and stuff again if you can get through mexico just don't yeah you know. I, I have a dream to drive from here down to the tip of chile and then back up to alaska and well, then and then back home but you know that, that's that's when george graduates high school and goes to college and then say that's gonna take know. like 10 years i mean yeah it's gonna be a long time i just like to i don't like to go too far when when Lanny and I went to South America, we flew into Lima and backpacked, you know, and that was playing. I mean, literally trains, buses, sometimes just walking, hitchhiking. We took a little plane into the interior jungle of Bolivia where you could see the Andes. There was snow in the Andes, and it was – we're in the jungle, you know, in, in La Selva. You know, like it was – it was – it was powerful. You know what I mean? And I want to go back. I really love South America. But, again, three months, and that's from Peru to Bolivia to Paraguay, um, Argentina to Uruguay, Brazil back to Argentina. And I didn't feel like I ever saw – you know what I mean? I loved Peru. I was surprised, mm -hmm. you know. I've still not been to Chile. I'd like to go to Ecuador. I mean – the, the Incan ruins, I mean, like, things that will literally blow your mind. You say, there's no way they could have built this. There's no way. I mean, like, we couldn't do it now, you know, like, with this sophistication. And and they didn't have, you know, heavy material. They didn't have horses. They You know yeah. what I mean? They had llamas, you know, and alpaca. Anyway, the point is. It it is a crazy ass world. I gotta get me. <laughs> we gotta get some llamas yeah, out. Yeah, let's here. take five. We gotta let's get. We gotta get llamas out. Yeah, here. get you some alpaca. Mm -hmm. So dust was the second. What's the third? What's the third movie? Well, in between that, um, I got to I got to work on and and have kind of a, a minor role in our uh, David Sims, Dave Coach. We call him Coach. Uh, he used to wear a fedora. He looked like Tom Lander, and uh, Dave. 
went to he and Brad grew up together in San Antonio uh, in making movies when they were eight nine you know and they just some people just know what they want to do I guess you know and and uh, Dave's brilliant and such a cool guy and he went to the film I want to say the film school of London uh, so and again he has a master's in film but Dave was our DP director of photography on Ringo and then he had a script and shot in san antonio called the law of human gravity and uh and brad and tara and i kind of work you know uh behind like run sound and just kind of help production assistants and then i had a smaller part as an actor but that was two full independent films feature-length independent films in san antonio which was really encouraging what's what's brad doing right now He's working for, he's raising a be- some beautiful kids. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I will shout out to, to Helena and Tilly, Hellcat and Tilly Monster. Uh, they're up in Washington, La Center, Washington. And he's he works for his dad's company, and he's in charge of the uh, continuing education of architecture and, and building, but focused on green and reu- uh, renewable Mm-hmm. building sources and stuff so that's what i'm saying we got such, i've got a lot of ideas he out was here. such a nice guy when I he's met, a gr- yeah. he's honestly one of the most in- brilliant intelligent fun big-hearted his dad's like that his grandmother oh i loved her man i mean she had she just kind of took me in and and i'll never even though i know at this point i've heard it but i don't think i ever had uh we took her to it was her birthday late may i guess we were probably both gemini she was an amazing lady, and and uh, she said, uh, you know, Patrick, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step, you know, and I and I, I know that's kind of a parable or even kind of oh that's cliche, it's not, and she she meant it, you know, like she really, I'm a grandma's boy, you know, and Brad mm-hmm. was a grandma's boy, and she really, she was so supportive, man, like we'd be filming, she'd show up with a ball of crown if we needed it, we'd call her say on a Sunday. Nani, getting cramped. We just we're about to melt down. She'd show up, bring us some food and bala crown. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like if it's a movie make it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> What'd your grandma teach you? My nana? Which one? My nana or my mama? Um you tell me. They both taught me a lot. Be kind, be loving. No, you know. I'm real my my mom's mom, my nana would say from Chandler, Texas. Yep. She'd, she'd say, "You just know a hard head," you know. <laughs> like, when I ran for Congress, your mom went to Chandler Brookshire's, right by Brookshire's. There was a there's a polling place, and she and um, she stood out there with a sign for Sam Dean for Congress all day long. That's our peeps. She didn't fall asleep in Chandler. No. Ann Sproul. That's impressive. That's impressive. I'm not saying she would. I'm just saying she yeah, likes to nap. But she went out there. She's like, I'm, yeah. fr- I'm from Chandler. I'll help you here. <coughs> we are Chandler. I, yeah. had, I had nobody in Chandler. Uh, bull corn, uh, well, obviously. Yeah, right. <laughs> Besides them. Yeah. Well, that's what my papa was a Chandler. His, his grandmother was the niece of the founder. And uh, you remember old C.L. Stanford was a lawyer in town. He's... Original, mm-hmm. my dad and my uncle were partners with in Canton. Brad Seymour, Brad and Jeff Seymour, that was their granddad. I didn't know what C 
the C and CL stood for. It was Chandler. Turns out, here it is, Brad and I were born eight hours apart in Mother Francis, been friends, you know, growing up all our lives, and we were distant cousins. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. didn't even know that. So That sounds like, to you listeners out there in Radio Land, you think that all of us East Texas folk are interrelated. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. But every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, but every once in a while, we are. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Let's talk movies. Oh, man. You've been in three. Raiders of the Lost Ark, man. Oh, what a great movie. I saw that when I was five years I, old in Brackenridge, Colorado. I watched it with George when he was five years 1981, old. 1981, man. Yeah. Wow. Just p- incredible. My favorite scene. When he pulls out the pistol out of his pants and shoots the guy with the sword. You know, the guy he pulls yes. the swords out and does sure. all, all the ninja stuff. He's, he's yeah. uh, in the music of John Williams. That makes yeah. the movie. I mean, like, right. Harrison Ford's incredible, but and the Har- music. And yeah. Harrison Ford turns around to the camera and sighs. <sighs> he, and he wipes his brow. He was sick. He had the flu. Do you know that story? I don't. Tell the watch story. it. Watch yeah. it again and watch him. It kind of ruins it almost. But the original Spielberg had this major fight, fight scene. scene. Yeah. And if you watch, and again, it was now that's the part that we remember, especially as kids, the yeah. most because it's so classic, you know, and, and it's comedic. It's mm-hmm. the guy gets shot in the street, but it's yeah. comedic, you know, almost. But if you watch, now they, kind of, they keep the camera off Harrison Ford and, and the guy's doing his sword tricks. And if you look over, he's clearly like sweating yeah kind of doing this and he just and it makes for the part like i don't have time for this and just yeah what was that old 38 or whatever he shot yeah yeah it shoots in that classic man doesn't have to fight him just the be- the yeah. fight sequence of that whole chasing marion you know yeah. and i mean well, the the scene in the bar in in nepal yeah <laughs> we used to watch that so much we michael and i could quote it nolan and jeremy we could literally quote it Every verbatim, every single word. But then, you know, the best villain, you, you got the Nazis as your bad guy. I you, mean, you can't go yeah. wrong. <laughs> it's so. The Gestapo. It's I mean, so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. A little a Frenchy, a Vichy Frenchman, yeah, yeah. who's just soulless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Anyway, but that's what I'm saying. Like George Lucas and Spielberg, you know, George Lucas had done. Sent, uh, I mean, he's such a great storyteller writer and and they both kind of grew up in the same time but they told stories differently that's what i think about brad and and dave sims you know from san antonio they were making movies at nine you know Mm -hmm. and again when you've got the alamo and we shot it in in all these different local that are you know the span spanish missionaries built in the 1600s you know Mm -hmm. but it's public park so we could go in and shoot and do our little stuff and <clears throat> you know it was very encouraging san antonio's a very artistic city you know i mean like it really is very encouraging to to all walks of life it's old it's one of the oldest cities in the in the entire country you, you ever know? hear about phil collins from genesis being the biggest texas uh revolution uh fan isn't he i've heard that brad yeah. and i've talked about this yeah he's uh he was in texas monthly but he actually uh he rented us a hotel room across the street from the Alamo, but he actually ended up buying the building and digging under the foundation for relics. And he has, he's a, he's a, he's a, <laughs> he's, a lar- he's the largest Phil Collins in the air tonight. 
Yeah, Susu Studio. Yeah, Susu Studio. (laughs) (laughs) I can't dance. I can't walk. Only thing about me is the way I walk. Yeah, I I messed it up. But anyway, he has the biggest private collection of Texas revolutionary memorabilia memorabilia and relics. but he's he's a Brit, you know. He's a UK. He's a sure. he's a he's a limey. He's a limey. Yeah, he's all right though. Yeah, he's badass. I love Phil Collins. My yeah. dad actually walked into a McDonald's at some point, <laughs> and the lady and the lady behind the counter thought he was Phil Collins, which is one of our favorite stories to bring up. <laughs> Except that your dad's about a foot and a half taller. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe the facial features and maybe bald, you know. But yeah. Your dad said, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. You better give me that <laughs> cheeseburger. Yeah. Give me that quarter pounder. You better give me that goddamn cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was going to say, like, my dad gets mistaken for Tom Skerritt now and then. Wow. The dad from A River Runs Through It. Yeah. 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 That's a good movie, too. Great. Great book. Hey. Hi. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just got back from a break. Yep, had to check on the had to check on some farming, farming ranching life. It's not for everybody. No, it's not. I got six cows. I got three three cows, mm-hmm. two steers, one heifer. There you go. Let's, Let's yeah not. work on your nomenclature. Yeah. People need to know that all bovines are not just cows. Right. Yeah. Three cows. They produce babies. Mm-hmm. One Females. Of them's, one of them's a heifer, which is a female that hasn't had a baby yet. Mm-hmm. Two of them are steers, which were bulls boys but they had their nuts cut castration aka castrated so they can't have they can't reproduce but they're going to get fat and we're going to butcher them they're going to turn into steaks and hamburgers can't wait but i just fed them and they eat mainly grass but every once in a while i give them some cattle cubes and they love them so much they are good babies what are their names again icky Mm -hmm. pay Mm -hmm. and stormy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and George named them all. Yeah. Icky, you know, 930, you can pet this cow. The most lovable cow, little bony. Got her for George. She's a registered black Angus. But then Pei, George named him Pei as an Asian. I was like, what? Not that I have anything, you know. You know, Ashley's from uh, Filipino. She's, she's her dad is, quarter. Ha- is half, quarter. half, her dad's half Filipino, so she's quarter Filipino. Yeah. Amazing but, people. But George goes, that cow's named Pay, and I'm like, man, that's that's crazy. I, I would like I would have never come up with that Pay, yeah. you know, like Payway, P P E I. I go, uh, it's Friday. Where is my Pay? Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting on this since last week. And George comes in and goes, Patrick, 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 brother, brother. <laughs> yeah. Hello, man. Hello. Yeah, you go scratch it out. <laughs> we just indiscreet. But uh. Yeah, man. Well, I was going to ask you some questions, and and while we had a break, just for you radio listeners out there, um, Sam and I were talking about some of his adventures and and experiences. And while he was a fireman and or firefighter, I guess I'm supposed to say firefighter up in the uh, DFW Metroplex, Garland, area. Garland, Texas. All right, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I love Garland. I'm just saying for people who are listening up in Canada, mm-hmm. they don't know where that is. But uh, it's right outside of Dallas. Um, outside the loot, outside 635. That's right. <clears throat> you out there. You out there. And uh, anyway. North, <clears throat> northeast of the loop. Yeah. You were talking about <clears throat> an interesting call 
about some a well-known Nashville, Tennessee country band, new country, what I call them. Not really well-known to me, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that had – we were – we're both RV enthusiasts and, and motorhome enthusiasts and uh, something about freedom, uh, America. But this is how we get on the topic. And Sam was talking about a bus, a, a tour bus for this band that caught fire on the interstate oh. as they were going to a show. So, and and I'll, yeah. I'll go ahead and, and pass it back to you. Like, mm-hmm. you get this call. It's uh, Did they pull over? Did they make it to the – I mean, or yeah. what? What type of emergency was this? Well, yeah. when, you, when you're a firefighter, they people, you know, you go to a lot of car wrecks and car fires and eighteen wheeler fires and sure. stuff not. But they, yeah, they pull over on the side of the road. But this this particular call, lady, I'm Ant- just saying it didn't like the yeah. tires didn't catch fire. They were it wasn't yeah. in the middle. Of, they made it to the edge. Yeah, it's on the side of this I-30. Disembarked. So this was the American Music Awards, uh, AMAs, which is, um, or maybe the. ACA, whatever country. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Some some crappy country <laughs> um, show. Anyway, a lot of a lot of tour buses are coming in, but I'll tell you a story. But anyway, it, yeah, let me go ahead before I forget. We're pulled over at one point. Our lights are on. The tour bus is over. Luke Bryan, you know this guy. Luke. Sure, he's he, a big big yeah. big time man. His so it, when was his, this? About eight years ago. This is uh, I I. In 2016, I think I oh damn I stopped being a firefighter in April 2016. So yeah, it's been at least four years ago. So five, oh, wow. it's probably five years ago. Okay. But Luke Bryan comes by in his motor, his or his Prevost Prevo, let's see, they would call it, and he's sitting up in the front by the driver, and he sits there and waves at me. I don't know who he is at the time, but anyway, Lady Annabellum, who now goes because late goes by the name of Lady A because of the Black Lives Matter. Annabellum was a like a like a plantation or something. No. Okay. But anyway, <coughs> no, that's not what I said. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, you talking about old Jerry down in Peckerwood, uh, down there in Annabellum time. Mom, okay, mom okay. used to work with a glass. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. S- you know, and so. We got a yeah. yeah, we get a call, but uh, we put a, I put out the I'm the fireman. If you Google Lady Annabellum's <laughs> uh, tour bus catching on fire, but <laughs> that's in Dallas. I'm on I-30. I'm the fireman putting How it out. How bored are we in this country? Yeah. yeah, I'm putting it out. And uh, anyway, the the lady from Lady Annabellum's over in the grass, like she she got out, she went over there and like sat down, and started crying, or man, I don't know if she started crying or not. But full disclosure. The tour manager comes over and says, can you go in and get, she's on a cleanse. Can you go over and get some some of the juices for her? So I have to go back. I don't have to, but I'm a nice guy. In this smoldering plastic I was, I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. a firefighter. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I put my stuff on. I went I went back in the tour bus, and I went to the refrigerator and opened it and got her juice cleanse out and took it to him. And I was like, he gave me some, like, he gave me some, ba- he's been tour manager for different bands, and I remember he gave me a Slipknot backstage pass. Sweet. And I had a, <laughs> I had a Special Olympics kid at the CrossFit Van Zandt that, that loves Slipknot. He loved metal. So I gave, ended up giving that to him. But That's that's cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, the, that's It works out, That's yeah. the shining moment from it, but. Well, that's what I want to believe in. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And again, when you do well and you, yeah. and you're, you're 
trying to, you genuinely are, are giving and, and love is key. I mean, but this know. is the thing. And we talked, we were talking RVs on the break, but look, the Prevost, the Prevost, Prevost, tu- man, Prevost tour, Je pas français, but, but, the tour but. bus cost, it's over a million dollars. I mean, and I have an RV, you want to get one, a normal, a, a you I'm know, looking for a, more of a, a travel trailer. A tra- if out there, a travel Sam. A travel trailer. We're talking twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. But a Prevo bus is is over a million dollars. They. But ca- I can't drop that hey. trailer with all my ex old ladies in them and just haul ass and just say see ya. Right. Yeah. But they so <clears throat> a Prevo still leaks. It still catches fire. When you were trying to go to the American Music Awards, we're gonna get sued for slander here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not big enough to tour yet. And when I do, I'm probably gonna be in like Denmark, Belgium, <laughs> and they're really into like downsizing things. So yeah, I'm thinking more of a unicycle and a backpack. But uh, but yeah, harder to catch on fire. Not that I couldn't. Um, but yeah, I, I feel you. I'm just saying, can you imagine that life, you know, like you're on this bus, you're, you're traveling from, you're, you're on top of your game. It's, you've played in front of people. I played in front of people. I know what a rush it is. I know how good it feels to connect with an audience, to, to do something Mm -hmm. just to, we're, we're one where music is our, our salvation anyway. And, and, uh, you know, our true expression, I think, and certainly one of them, but one that everybody can, can, you know, understand. And, um, I, I'm just saying like, you had to go in for a juice cleanse. I mean, like, I want to slap somebody, man. I mean, like beyond my irritation at the downward turn of country music, you know, probably late nineties, but what is this garbage? Well, I mean, what what happened to pills and whiskey? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? I, I understand. But the the worst part of being a firefighter. David Allen Coe used yeah. to drive his own fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. But because uh, when you're in something that big, people move out of the way for you. They're scared of you. But uh, that's what she said. The worst part of the being a firefighter was going taking people to the hospital that didn't deserve to go to the hospital. So people would call and say, hey, they would basically just want to ride to the hospital. People are, what do you call that, Munchausen or something? Like people think there's something wrong with them. They need the attention of something like that. Probably, but we would have to take them and treat them, you know. Sure. They'd have a headache or, you know, an ankle ache, and you would take them, and uh, it's just, it's upsetting, and which is funny considering, like, the people we know and were raised by, like, Daddy Bill, do you think he would have called? No, no. He, if I mean, if he your cut, grandfather, yeah, Sam's grandfather. If he cut his arm off, he oh, might. Oh, my God. He would have. Yeah, he might call. But he would call he us. He would have, for, yeah. after he already soldered it himself. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, hell. It is kind of crazy. I mean, like, we don't, we're at opposite extremes of, like, kind of understanding the help we need type of thing. But this is America, man. You know, like. We're independent. The reason we're here, whether it's our Yankee brethren or our Western brethren, like it's it's all ancestral. It's all we're here because 
we either got kicked out of Europe <laughs> or, or you know, or just, like, looking for something else, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're only about two clicks ahead of Australia, you know, right. a penal colony. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I love the Aussies. You know, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's a big Texas in a Unt- lot of ways. Until recently, and I'm kind of embarrassed by this, but until recently, you should be. I, I, thought, I thought Subaru cars were Australian, <laughs> but they're Japanese. Well, did you did you know Subaru cars are made in Japan? Yes, of course. Okay, I thought I could have swore <laughs> they were made in in Australia. And my friend Boog, you know Boog Farrell, who we talk about all the time. Boog's been on here. Boog's yeah. got like five Subarus. His wife has one. Really? His daughter has one. Man. He just bought one. He bought one off Room. Who's a, he's about to return? His mom has one. Yeah. This good, guy has good vehicles. This guy has every Subaru. I don't know about that all wheel drive, man. I mean, you got to have kind of a special mechanic that can run that. Anyway, but yeah, they're great. I mean, up in the north, in the mountains, in the in the Rockies, I mean, from New Mexico to Montana, Washington, that's what people drive. Yeah. All-wheel drive. I mean. No doubt. They're pretty boss, man. Well-balanced. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying, let's all, let's all be a part of something. But, yeah, I didn't know. I guess we'll get to know. Tell me more. Let's. Okay, now we're segueing into book. Um, you guys, you boys are about to do a run. I want to hear more about this. Somehow I got Shang- Shanghai. So we're, yeah, so I know nothing about it, so let's all learn together. November 7th, Ugh. the day before Ashley's birthday. Yeah, this sounds romantic. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get on a plane. Why don't you get her to go and haul y'all around? Well, she doesn't want to do that. <laughs> she said she's going to Dallas to her mom's. Dropping George and getting a massage. I was gonna say George and yeah. I can sit here and play video games for a week. So anyway, November seventh, we're flying. You, me, and Bug are flying to West Virginia. I don't even know where we're going. Going to West Virginia. Going to take a rental car to the. Ca- we got a cabin. I think they only have one airport in that entire state. Somewhere where Deliverance was filmed, and uh, <sighs> we're gonna have a cabin, but we're gonna run a hundred mile race. Well, I mean, we being you and Bug, I'm yeah, you're you're Crucci. I'm more. I was gonna say I'm more. In we call you Crucci, <laughs> but we need somebody to be at the at the stops and give us a little encouragement slash our, make sure our bag gets there. And hey, you're doing okay. I'll, I'll. I mean, if you've seen the original Rocky, I'll scream at you like that's Burgess wh- Meredith and that, say you're bums. That's what we want. Oh, you got it. And you say, I'll pick, start practicing right now. Tell me to pick your knees up and say, yeah. hey, do you want to go all the way back to Texas and watch it? Yeah. I get you. What did you come up here for? That's do perfect. you want, is that it? Is this it? Is this what you've got? That's perfect. Got it. All right. That's well, all. That's what I'm saying. That's Sadly, all you have to do. That's sad because I'm going to have to get in enough shape just to even keep up. I couldn't even carry either one of your bodies off the mountain. I mean, this is not. There's a lot to work out, a lot of ins and outs, Maude. Well, that's okay because I'm not worried. I'm if, not worried if, about it. If I go some uh, some freak accident, I go on. Nah, a, I'm gonna mark you all or put a chip yeah. on you or something. If I go on a hundred meter, a hundred mile race, that's how I would want to go. Like, yeah, he sure. Was, guy was running a hundred mile race, sure. and just went on accident. Y'all are know? probably gonna be safe. It's I'm a little worried. I like moonshine. Yeah. I like, um, maybe, man, maybe we have to stop. Just to I take, clog a little bit. If we have to stop to take care of you on this thing. No, y'all won't. I will not drag you down. Okay. But at the same time. That's what we were, yeah. If okay. you're at that last, you know, 70 miles and somebody's not screaming at you, 
you know, it's probably because I've been kidnapped. Or, right. You know. or they, I'm just saying, I could be a god there. We don't or know. they said, hey, Patrick, yeah. you might have COVID. You got to get it. <laughs> you can't be around the, the you know, whatever check, gonna, checkpoint. Sure. That's more likely. Yeah. But that's November 7th, 2020. If I, I've ran 31.5 miles before. I don't know what you're doing. If I run 33 miles, that is a new personal record for me. So if I get to 33 miles, I am good. And I will stop unless I feel good. Then I will keep going. I just don't want to – I don't want either one of you. I'm just getting to know Bug, but I love you. I mean, you like my kid brother. I can't stand to lose you. I mean, don't – you know, right. I'm just saying. No, I'm not going to – yeah. Whatever. We're going to have not, some – it's going to be funny. I'm not going crazy. Oh, it's going to be an adventure. I mean, there's going to be some chafing, maybe a little, mm. you know, you know how it gets. I'm going to be bringing some powder. Yeah, you got I mean, maybe a little, I like Vaseline. Just It lubes up pretty good. Y'all are going to have to tape your nipples. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of ins and outs. I just, I'm not going to worry about it yeah. too much. Yeah. I'm going to start doing my miles and just, uh, just to be present. At the same time, it's going to be, it's going to be on, man. Man. It's going to be on. 32 hours we have. 32 hours to run 100 miles. I'm just kind of, and I said this to Ashley earlier, I'm like, what is it? You both seem like pretty well-adjusted, happy. You've been through things. You both seem to love life. What is it deep down inside that you, while you're doing this? Like, this, I, like why do you hate yourself so much? Well, yeah. I can't speak for Bug, but... <laughs> I've that that I've, dude loves to run. I wanted to ask him. You know, he's an ultra runner. He and he's he's ran ultras with me before. I've ran ultras. Yeah, but he looks like he I he to, played free safety at Nebraska. Right. I wanted, so I don't know what y'all are doing. I wanted to ask him one time. What are you running from, Bud? Yeah, I'm about to get to it. We'll get it. We'll get him back. But for me, it's like I want to see how far I can go. You know, how far I can go. I've done a marathon. Yeah, I'm with you. Two or three times. I get what y'all's point is. 26.2. But then, then I've ran from Canton to Athens, and I've ran from Athens to Canton, which was 32 miles. And that's back roads. That's not just down 19. What, what were you running from or to? Drug deal going bad? No. Oh, CrossFit gym to CrossFit gym. Absurd. I love it. But, I'm just, but, but I'm just why? Jealous. Why do we do it, you know? Envious. Yeah. I like to see how far you can go. You know, Ranger School, we talked about it in the earlier podcast, but, sure. you know, Ranger School is like you're going to – they're going to push you as far as you can go before you just start breaking down, right. like, physically, which physically is way later than, than mental. mental. Absolutely. Because your brain will tell you stop right now, yeah. but your body can go forever. Hey, you I'm know. talking to you right now. My brain says stop <laughs> 24-7. <laughs> it said stop a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I peaked when I was in like seventh grade, um, but no, I'm I'm with you, man. I mean, I just I've always hated running. My sister loves it, and some people are into it. I was a good runner. I mean, I I can. And again, we I shouldn't make light of it. You know, I, it's incredible. I'm very very amazed and and supportive. I mean, I'm gonna be there for you guys. Yeah, it's and it's not um, it's not a thing about like I'll take a banjo. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I want to be freaked out. I want you to be in character for deliverance. When you get me, I want to be a little scared coming in there. Oh, I won't be in character. I'll be honest, and it, <laughs> I will be scared and freaked out. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. 
That's as far north as I'll go. You know, West Virginia was yeah. was Confederate. Okay. Well, well, that's uh, we're doing it. November seventh. So look is that right? Look on Maybe the, they were neutral. Look on the internet. I don't know. Look on that. I, look that up. I don't know. Uh, I want to. I want to say Virginia was definitely south because that's oh, Robert, yeah, Robert E. Lee. Yeah. 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 West Virginia had a weird deal. I know that. How old are you, man? You about a? Hey, yeah, wait, wait, wait. What you? What you about? What you? What are you about? Are you about? You about what? Yeah. Uh, what you dad? Wait, wait, about what? <laughs> so Patrick's dad asked him how old he was, but he and instead of saying how, son, how old are you? He he asked him. He said, "You about uh, what? What? You about what? What? What are you about? You about?" <laughs> and Patrick's like, "Yeah, yeah." He knew. He knew. I knew what he meant. He made me. I, you know, running, <laughs> running for me, and, I, and I'll tell you this, and I, and I said this on a couple of podcasts. The when you run, you're if you want to throw up, if you're a, if you're nauseous, sure. it I sucks. I want to throw up just listening to this. It sucks. But whenever you run, it's those endorphins. Once you release it, yeah. yeah. When I you mean, run, you don't feel like you want to vomit. You don't feel like you want to vomit. It's, Let's talk about consciousness. It's great. Like you get to uh you you let go of the the. This this middle thought process you get to, I I want to say I get it. I just maybe I'm attached to just the running mind, but it, it's yeah, it's you get back to your animal nature. What did you do before the horse? We the Comanche didn't have the horse. You know what I mean? Until yeah. until 1600s, 1700s, they were the beat up bullied kids let me tell you they about just this ran. let me yeah. tell you about this the other night blake campbell my best friend snake campbell yep the snake blake the snake blake the snake had a th- he has a th- trigicon thermal a site for my ar-15 that is it's it's like a seven thousand dollar scope he let me borrow it while he was gone off the oil field i put it on my rifle i got a text from my phone one of my feeders at the lost cody ranch it showed like 30 pigs I put it on my gun. It's. It, I'm already in bed. I get up. I put my pants on. Ashley, I got to go hunting. It's the mo- probably the most manly thing I ever said to Ashley. Baby, I got to go hunting. And um, put my pants on, put my shirt on. It's pitch black. I run out to the first feeder. I look through the scope. It's dark. I'm sweating. It's. This is like dead middle of July. And uh, at night, didn't see anything, but... The picture came from feeder two, which is across the creek. So then I started jogging across the creek. So uh, all the way over to the low. You mean before that goat wee was yeah. nipple tall? Yeah. No, it's nipple tall at this point. Mm. But I get across the creek. I look through the thermal. I see four deer bucks look at me. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not here. some of this? I'm not here for you, baby. I'm not here for you. They would have killed you, man. I, I run it. I, I'm jogging. I'm sweat. <laughs> My entire body at this point is soaked in sweat. I run to the last, to the deep, to your feet or two. You know where it is. Sure. We get over there. <laughs> all familiar. Hey, all yeah. the all the pigs are up on the hill right there. Yeah. I walk over to that little tree. Pigs are smart. They ain't running. In between the gate and that in the old blind. There's a tree right there. I put my hand on the tree, cradle my rifle, put my rifle in there. I killed three pigs. Of course, I shot at 50 of them. 223? Yeah, 223. H&K, the best AR-15 you can buy. With the thermal, with Snake's thermal, 
I shoot them. Was it just like watching, just yeah. open as clear as day? Clear as And you had gone yeah. in the dark. I'm in the dark. They can't and see me. And out here, you need, for the listeners out there, yeah. you got to understand, we are in the country. There is, if there is no moonlight or starlight, you it is black. And let, let, let me treat to all of you. Every once in a while, go put yourself in a bathroom or a closet and be in total darkness. When's the last time where you can't see your hand in front of you and have to trust your own instincts and body? But I felt like an animal. Sure. Well, you are an animal. And and when somebody says that, I appreciate that. I feel like we are. I feel like good. But I remember I was like, I was like, I felt like I was back in the army when I was doing that. I was running around and that's not where it ended. I killed those three pigs. I went looking for him again because the whole group ran somewhere. I you still have, are you looking at that scope though? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't see him because you wouldn't be able to see it. But they ran through the woods, so I was like, I'm gonna go cut them off. So I started running up the trail where we where we got that tree off the thing. Sure. I ran up that trail. I was like, I'm gonna come back on these motherfuckers. I went back up there. I ran over to the Indian campground. I went down. I ran around. I was like, I mean, I was just you just needed. I was a crazy. Spear. And yeah, I was looking through there. I was wet from sweat. Yeah, it ticks all over me. Gotcha. I pulled two off this week. Man, it was crazy, but it it was great though. I, I was gonna say this is your therapy, and you've got a lot yeah. of brothers that have been Dude. in this thing for twenty years. Not everybody gets to come home and no. at least get out and just if you want to no. sharpen a knife. And God, go go out and hunt pigs. I'm so blessed. It's it's yeah. No, it's crazy. But no, I know. I mean, I yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. I'm just again. It's just. But that that you know when you talk about it, animals, like I felt like an animal hunting. Yeah, it's Lord of the Flies. And I hate you know I hate hunting. I don't want to go kill a deer. Like I don't give a shit about a deer. But I of a, 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 a hog that's tearing up my property. Like yeah, it's it's me versus you. I'm gonna I'm gonna eradicate you. Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna eradicate them, and sure. then you know anybody that wants to come out here and kill them anytime, let me know. But that you know that's what we want to do. I mean, there's a balance to all things, and some things are invasive. You know, yeah, no, it's definitely invasive. It's like having a rat in your house. I was gonna say nothing against mice and rats. I know they're smart and they serve their purpose. Can't stand them. We're talking about your favorite movie. Oh, My- yeah. Back to now. And, and let's get on back to cinema. We've moved off on Lady Annabelle. Lady A. Good for y'all. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. Yeah. For just <laughs> mentioning you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to movies. Yeah. I mean, it, that is a hard question. Um, you know, when people say, what is your favorite band? What is your favorite music? What is your favorite deal? Again, I say that. I don't do, I've never been on a dating site or anything. I hear that's the rage now, but um, I've been encouraged by certain people. And that I would think, like, for me, it's just kind of like, what, what do you like to read? Uh, do you read? I mean, not everybody does. You know what I mean? I don't even really know what I'm, who I'm talking to anymore. Mouse and the motorcycle. I didn't know you could read. Beverly Cleary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First Great thing, stuff. First thing I ever, first real book I ever read. That you felt proud of. What's the first book yeah. you read? Me? I think it was, uh, I think it was Helter Skelter by Bugliosi. <laughs> by uh, Charles, Charles Manson? No. Uh, it was about Charles Manson. It was about the DA. No. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, when I was little. I mean, I mean, I just I could read. I mean, you know, like Dick and Jane and shit when I was three and a half, four. Mother, you know. What's just, your, well, what's your favorite book? What my are, favorite book, uh, probably pound for pound, would be a tie between Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurtry and For Whom the Bell Tolls by Ernest Hemingway. That's good. My favorite book is called A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson. Who Bill Bryson's an American uh, author, but... I laughed through the entire thing. It's about this guy. It's about Bill Bryson. It's a true story. He rocks, walks the Appalachian Trail, but he has a buddy named Katz. It was actually made into a movie with... with uh, um, this sounds like you're setting me... You and Booger setting me up for something here, but... Uh, I think so. Yeah. We need to watch the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia before... We go to West Virginia. You're not going to like it. <laughs> it's going to be like Change. it's basically going to be like Anderson County <laughs> <laughs> Palestine yeah oh what correct co-wetzel correct um, alright anyway but okay Bill Bryson that's what I'm saying you always you gave me a book recently and and um, I'll read anything when it comes down to it you know but um, I always liked I mean I, I was we were talking about it earlier. I was like, you know, I, I guess I have a, I've been called that a romantic at heart, you know, like a, and again, but it's more like the swashbuckling kind of, I get that now. It's like, man, when you get older, that's fun when you're a kid, you know, mm-hmm. but man, you've been there, you know, like life is real and it's not pretty. It's not funny like it is. And yeah. you know, and anyway, but, but yeah, I think, for me, I still love. I'm actually reading Hawaii by James Mishner, and he's a very historical. It, it's a novel, but it's it, it's really you just learn so much, you know. Like he'll literally start like the Pleistocene age or something, 650 million years ago, Texas was formed. It was, you know what I mean? Like it's which I also recommend Texas by James Mishner, um, and Centennial, which is Colorado, like. Mishner and all that and again a, a historical appreciation and, and you know what I mean and I can't stand when things are just thrown around like that we we misuse truth and and mm-hmm. and history you know I we can all say you know history is written by the by the victors and I, I understand that too but let's deal like to just completely throw away our own existence i mean texas huh. is so young yeah. you know and, yeah. and still and mm-hmm. and we're from east texas which is let's face it that's as far as anybody went mm-hmm. because the comanche would snatch you bald at it yeah you know what i mean and it was a dangerous place and it was a it was harder it to was live. it was dangerous past athens yes where my house is where we're sitting where right we're sitting we're on the cusp of what was safe because of the in trees. In the 1830s and 40s, because yes. Because of the trees. They would not ride in. They wouldn't dismount. They lived off their horses. So right. you were as a sick. You were as You're a talking safe. about yeah. Comanche. Yeah. yeah. Quanta Parker, his mother was snatched up in Mahia, around Mahia. And they, the survivors, made it to Palestine. I mean, we're talking right down the road, you know. Yeah. And well, there's a, there's a, you know, obviously a Quanta or a Parker, Texas, on the way to Colorado, it's on. It's outside. It's west of Fort Worth. That's Isaac yeah. Parker. That was her uncle who actually searched for her. He was a judge, a Texas mm-hmm. Ranger, a preacher, a fail. Like 
What's the book? Everybody was. What's the book that just came out? That, that it's a few years ago. Joe Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. Something about the rising sun. Or, oh no, no, it's the uh, um, summer. Of the or, or Lord, I borrowed it from sides. It's about six or seven years ago. Um, um, it is incredible. Yes, um, but it's about the Comanches in Texas and they, or the yes, Comanche Empire. It was the empire. Yeah, yeah. they were um, of the summer moon. Um, Empire of the Summer Moon, I believe. Um, the guy was a great writer, or guy who wrote it. It's very factual, and we all grew up, you know, in Texas. You know, we took Texas history. I don't think any other state seventh has gr- their seventh grade. Yeah, I took it from Coach Wright, your dad, Norman, your, yeah, yeah. your dad's friend. Yeah, well, Norman was a double major at Rice, <laughs> and he's from Amarillo. You know, this, that's the, the book is called Empire of the Summer Moon. Empire of the Summer Moon. Yeah. It's the uh, part uh, Quanah Parker and the rise and fall of the Comanches, the most powerful Indian tribe in American history. They were like the Mongols. I mean, it, it's I, I could talk about that for hours. Um, it was so insightful. And I've read I've always loved Native American literature, lore. It, it's. Again, what you're talking about, hunting these pigs in the dark. I mean, this was this was Indian country, you know what I mean? Kickapoo and 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 Kushada and, and yeah. like, you know, and it's different type of thing. Once once somebody gets the horse, there's nothing outside of the Mongols. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like you know, in the advent of war in military history, yeah. there is nothing. There's always something that comes along. The machine gun. The 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 compound bow. The compound bow. The the, bow, the, the gunpowder. Right. The crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the, always something that is a major leap. Gatling gun. Yeah. That that slingshots you into a new army tank. Yeah. Something changes. The drone. Yeah. I mean, and, and going, some things are only military. You know what I mean? Some things are only for military use. When the Comanche, they were the beat-up kids, mm-hmm. and, and there were a Shoshone tribe branch, and I think that was Pocahontas. She was of a Shoshone nation. The Shoshone were powerful in the in the Northwest, and they had been pushed up, uh, literally pushed up, and, and the author uses this analogy. They were like the kids that got bullied, you know, mm-hmm. like freshman year, and they'd been pushed up against the mountains. There was nothing left. Everybody took them, wore, you know, nobody had the horse yet. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, maybe some black, the crows, they traded with the, you know, with the Spanish, and it, it, it eventually kind of moved up. The Apache ate horses. They loved to eat them. They didn't, mm-hmm. they would ride a horse to battle, dismount, and then fight. Yeah. The Comanche, for whatever reason, and they were kind of short, squatty. They were built differently. Once they got on the horse, they it was it was game over. And they took back. They were all of a sudden they like you know <laughs> go to graduate in May, come back in September, and these dudes are serious. Mm-hmm. And they were brutal. And everybody was brutal. But yeah. they didn't have a lot of tradition. They didn't. All of a sudden, the horse became everything. Then it allowed you to chase the bison or, you know, the buffalo. The, it, it was a 
they lived off that. They yeah. lived on the horses. And and again, I think only we have a lot of pride as Texans, you know. But old Texans know it's still in you. There's still something out there. It's it's again just they could be right next to you, you know. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's powerful respect too, you know. Uh, at the same time, we've lost that edge. You know what I mean? And this was theirs to begin with. But Texas was the furthest west. I mean, there was no – nobody went west of the Mississippi. There was not really mm-hmm. – you know, so in the 1830s. I think today is what, September 16th? I think that's a whole new the, – the Spanish Empire would not come past a certain point, San Antonio. It, it just – in the Apache – were in in Texas and they got driven out by the Comanche. The Comanche would winter in Mexico, ride to Wyoming. I mean, they they owned the plains. Yeah. And if you've been, and I know you've been out there, but can you imagine walking that or ri- even riding a horse? There are no markers. There are no if you don't know where water is. I mean, you're gone. You know. Like, yeah. No man's land. But they just grass though. The they, buffalo rolled around. That was your they life. They followed. Yeah. yeah. That was your lifeblood. Yeah, yeah, followed the herd. And they could drink. They could outride you, outfight you. Another episode we should talk about, and, and it'll come up in that book if you, anyone who's not read it, the Texas Rangers and what they were about. It's not a glorified. Those, those dudes were outlaws and hated Indians. The reason, mm-hmm. that's one reason Texas made it as a republic is because of these gunslingers that were just young, don't care, didn't have anything, just you got a little bit of grub and some money and some ammunition. Mm-hmm. And they and once they learned the the Samuel Walker Colt, the Colt pistol yeah. changed warfare. Mm-hmm. How we could fight these and once we got to once they learned to fight the Indians like the Indians, they could just outrun us, you know, every yeah. time and, and uh or I say us. I mean I'm not trying to <laughs> put myself anyway. You're but anyway, yeah, it's just it's so fascinating and it's Patrick, I mean, as warfare. You, you know? are a Texan even though you're, you know, you're I'm seventh generation, baby. Yeah. yeah. Russ so, County. You know where the highest peak in Texas is? Davis Mountains? I mean, Yeah, uh, Davis Mountains actually. But right? the Guadalupe Peak, it's in between El Paso and um I can't remember the town. But Presidio? It's, it's it's east of El Paso. It's it's on the border of New Mexico. So like where the Panhandle or the not the Panhandle, but the, where the Panhandle ends and kind of goes yeah. out of El Paso. What is that Fort Bliss out there? Yeah, Fort Bliss is in El Paso, but halfway to El Paso is the is the uh, Guadalupe National Park, and there's a Guadalupe Peak. It's like seventy five hundred feet, eight thousand feet, maybe tall. Yeah. I've hiked it twice. But uh, in no- November 7th, we're having an event at CrossFit Van Zandt called Tribute to Heroes. This is our sixth year to do it. Sixth year to do it. And this year, we're going to... Did gonna you say six? Six. Sixth year, baby! We're going to raise money, and we're going to take veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan from Van Zandt County nice. on a hike to hike the highest peak in Texas. Go out of the peak. And that's what we're going to do. That sounds great. And I uh, just I came up with that earlier, and I finally I was trying to figure out what charity. I've 
like in the last five years, we've a lot of those years we've given to APK charities. My buddy Andrew PK. Um, but this year we're gonna do our own thing. We're gonna take these veterans from Van Zant County, go out there, hike the highest peak in Texas, and it's a great it's a great deal. Ash and I have done it, and then I took Logan and Thompson, and I took uh, Ryan Huddle out there, and we hiked it. In the Venable, the Airstream van. It was well, good. I was gonna say out there, man. You better, you better come prepared because there's not a lot going on. There's not a lot of water. No. Yeah. East Texas boys, like we say. I didn't know anything outside of maybe the occasional family trip down to Austin or South. We got to go to South Padre twice when I was a kid. I didn't know Texas was a so big, <laughs> and b. You know, I went quail hunting in West Texas. I was like, man, I don't want to live here. No yeah. trees, no water. Like, like this is this ain't my deal. Yeah. Now that's all I feel, and I've been in. You know, I've driven to Georgia and back in two days. Don't, don't this MF be shelling? <laughs> <laughs> Picking up a pea sheller. Who goes and gets a custom made pea sheller in Cairo, spelled Cairo, Georgia? This guy and our friend Brandon Sides and my brother Michael Spruill, you know. So, yeah, I'm just saying, East Texas kind of looks the same all the way to Georgia. You know yeah. that. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Admitting? Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. it's the same, more or less. Like one, this is the end of it, man. So like McConaughey says, this is a pine curtain, man. It's just mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm driving this Lincoln, and and I'm thinking, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just. And I'm coming up, and I'm there's Lufkin, and and am I going to Austin, or what am I doing? Yeah, this is just <laughs> happening. This is happening. Just this is the Pine Curtain. We're at the edge, and it is. It's a whole different. It's hard on one side, and it's hard on the other. There ain't no middle ground. Yeah. All right, the base of your voice and the whistle. Yes. Yeah. Of your teeth. That's just how we talk, man. That's East Texas talk. Have you seen um, True Detective? I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've pulled a can of Lone Star right. hard time or two. Yeah. He's so into that character. <laughs> he With his thumbs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't want to go into it. With his thumbs, he splits a Lone Star can and starts folding it up mm-hmm. as he's talking. Yeah, he learned that from somebody. Yeah, McConaughey. Book talks about McConaughey. <laughs> Book and I t- on episode... Whatever, yeah, Bugs, what, it, Bugs, Bugs, Maggie. Bugs episode, whatever episode he's on, and uh, we talked about McConaughey, and um, I can't wait. You can't. Hey, man, he's done it. Nope. He's made it, he's but not. he's also South Texas. Well, Half the time he says he's from Uvalde. Half the time he says he's from Longview. Which is it, man? I'm kidding. He's a good dude. I'm gonna he's text. Right. I'm gonna text him. Get him on an episode. Yeah, nine. we'll get him up here. He just say. Just say, uh, hey man. He said, uh, "Glad to be here." Sam. I want to get All him right. on. I want to get Dion Sanders. Dion Sanders lives. <laughs> he lives in Kent. He and Priest are buddies. Yeah, yeah. him and Priest are buddies. Coach, I, Coach Pontar. I, I want to get Dion. This is what I want to ask Dion. I want to say, who's the best athlete? I've of all actually time? been over to Dion's place. Besides, yeah. showed it to me. Who wants to be? Who's the best athlete of all time? You or Bo San, Bo Jackson or Nate Newton? No, not any dude. Definitely not. Do you know Chuck Connors played baseball and basketball? No. Okay. And was the rifleman. So, I'd say he's got them trumped. But Bo Jackson was a badass baseball player for the 
the, yeah. the Royals. Man, you're talking about my day. And then for the Raiders, but he like but both. he got he got his hip got messed up. But then Dion, you know, played for the Braves. Who Yankees. Did, who did more? Who did more steroids? I guess would be. I don't know. I don't know if they did. I would say Bo probably did a little bit. You think so? He's, well, he was he, he was a pretty big boy. Yeah. You think Dion did? I don't think Dion did because. I, I say he didn't. He probably had something that was legal, probably legal in so China. So that, that's the thing I'm going to ask um, him. Don't – oh, my God, I just said that. No, Dion, yeah. I don't mean that. You're amazing. You're, you're, but and I'm going to ask him that. But he was a dancer. He was just strong. But, but that might be the thing where, like, separates him from Bo Jackson then. Maybe he is the best. I don't even think that's fair, man. I mean – Because he was lanky, man. He, he waited for those punts. He grabbed the punt. He ran it all the way back. But how many other athletes that have played professional sports that could have played other things? You know, Pooh Welch um, was asked by the Dallas Cowboys to be a receiver, come try out. I didn't know that. Because he was so athletic. I mean, again, he was big. He was, you know, it was. And why did he not? Never played football. He's like, I got this. Yeah. I'm going to get Pooh Welch on this podcast. I would love that. Yeah. Great stories. But but Dion lives in Canton. He's friends with Jeff Priest, who's I, who I'm friends with, and there's uh, no, there's no we reason we all are. There's no reason we shouldn't get him on this thing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's we'll just have to get back to that. What's my favorite movie? Thanks for asking. I'm not asking. Django Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> Only recently. Any Tarantino <laughs> movie, really? Uh, it does come back. Uh, it keeps getting better and better. A little bloody. Jamie Foxx from Terrell. Love. It, he's it, a genius, man. It is Django. You ever heard that dude play play piano and sing? I mean, it's just. Oh, his stand-up comedy. He was on In Living Color. His stand-up comedy is the is hysterical. He he mimics Prince. He plays Prince. He he's a great singer. He great. Uh, he could have played anything. Division One football. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, the guy's but incredible. His, his real name was what Eric. Uh, What's his real name? His grandmother kept him kept him straight. His name's Eric something. Eric Bishop, I think. Is his real name. Mm-hmm. My friend, I have a friend named. Uh, you know, at the Brookshire's over in Terrell, that that's their championship football, Terrell Tigers, and Jamie. You know, he's number ten right there above. That's pride, man. Respect. Love your town. Love you. He built them a performing arts center. Yeah, I've I got. Mean, are you kidding well, me? One year. Give back if you got anything. Give it well, back. Let me tell you this: we we you know we do the Special Olympics at the CrossFit and brought we, to you by Lone Star. <laughs> yeah, we went over there to Terrell one year and the Canton Special Olympics. We 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 bought the jerseys for our Canton team and Jamie Fox bought the jerseys for the Terrell team. That was cool. I mean, was he trying to one up you or something? I think that uh, yeah. if he was hanging out here with us right now. He'd be bored a little bit, but he'd be having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Robert, he'd be like, you boys are all right. My friend yeah. is named Robert Ledbetter. He graduated with Jamie. Eric Bishop is his name. Jamie Fox. But he, he tells a story about going to the Silver Fox. Because it, it was over the <laughs> track. <laughs> George Strait. Apparently, George Strait came there one time. <laughs> he went in. They wouldn't this let, sounds like <laughs> so much bullshit. Yeah, but they wouldn't <laughs> let him in. They wouldn't let him in. Because he was black, they wouldn't they wouldn't let him in. And uh, I was about to say George Strait because he was too white. Yeah. No, George Strait wouldn't let it, but the bouncers wouldn't let him in. That's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, right off of twenty there. Um, 
Yeah, I just yeah, I don't know. Like you say, we're we're here at the Pine Curtain. You go thirty miles west, buddy. You're out there, Kaufman, Terrell. That's the plains, man. Black dirt, whole different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Mesquite starts to grow. Mesquite trees. Then you're in Mesquite, Texas. Anyway, yeah. And to me, like you get out past Weatherford, you know, Fort Worth, my old grand my old granddaddy, I've mentioned him before, Papa. Russell Van Ellis, Chandler, Texas. He would say, <coughs> Fort Worth. He'd say, where men are men and women are proud of it. Oh, interesting. That was the slogan. That was kind of like, come to Fort Worth, to the stockyards, to the rodeo. Are you still smoking those bars inside? You can eat peanuts and drop them on the floor. Which is crazy, man. I dig it. I like Fort Worth. Name your top three places you can live in Texas. Cities. If you besides, if you had to besides yeah, where I live now. This is not a city. We're we're out here on our own deal. I'm Man. saying if you had to live in a city, and I don't mean I'm a saying city. Okay. In Texas. You got a job over you can't All refuse. Right. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Well, I hate to do this, but I'm gonna pick Austin number one just because of the music. Then I'm probably picking Galveston. I'll give you I don't know if I can count that as a city. I'll give you a half. Yeah, that's really yeah, okay. Then San Antonio, then Dallas. That's no, four. I know that's four, but yeah, because Galveston doesn't count. That's like four and a half. But Galveston uh, is a city, though. It's not really a city. It's an island. Have you ever been down there? Are you kidding me? Have you seen dust? Have well, you we s- shot half those? Yeah. Have yeah. you Have you smelt that breeze coming off the Gulf? Man, I'm not talking about. Whether I'm just saying that's my point is like Houston's a metropolis, San Antonio's a metropolis, Dallas and Fort Worth is are metro- I'm not actually going, I'm Fort not Worth going in, I'm south. not going anywhere near Houston. I wouldn't either. I know Dallas. I have no idea yeah. why that's a city, but yeah. And Dallas sucks. I mean, I love Easy. Dallas. I love Dallas. We're closest to it. Hey man, it's powerful. Living there though, man. Living. Come on. Yeah. Here's the point. I guess what I I totally mismanaged that question. Um, Fort Worth is all right. I mean, as okay. far as oh, if I for- had, that's kind of what I'm saying. That's you're on the edge, yeah. and then that's it. There is no other city. If you want to call in Amarillo, I guess is a city. Is that's it? an outpost. That's it. It's an outpost. It's El Paso is a for real city, but that the is co- hey in Amarillo, Coyote Bluff, the hamburger joint. Hey man, it's the place to be. Been there. If you drive through there, Coyote Bluff, little shack, get a get a good hamburger, a long neck beer. Cold don't baby. don't stop at Big Texan. Don't do that. Yeah, man. Well, that's for tourists. Although when I was a kid, that was fun. That was bad. Uh, it was better. <laughs> let me let me quote this. There was there's a book at the for all you non Texans. If you've ever been through Amarillo, there's a a, a steak place called the Big Texan. Pretty famous. If you can eat a 72-ounce steak in one hour with the sides, mind you, it's free. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, only in America, right? And, uh, like, people in, like, Belarus are going, we could feed our whole family for <laughs> seven 
weeks for with this 72 hour <laughs> steak. <laughs> if you have, if you leave the bone, we make broth. <laughs> you know. Anyway, yeah, and, and and you ate the beans. As you had the beans. <laughs> yeah, unreal. Yeah. Anyway, so I just repeat again. How to like read this book of people who had actually finished it and accomplished it, and there are more than you think. You know, I say that in in 2020. 2020, it's it's probably like they've got three or four bucks. Kind of yeah. like, hell, I'll take another. Yeah. <laughs> Do I get one to go? Yeah. Well, these days, yeah. yeah. People, people are like, that's an appetizer. But I remember when I was, I mean, I, you know, like just eating steak was a fucking ordeal. You got to use a sharp knife. You know, I mean, it's a big, it's a, hey, <laughs> not everybody gets to eat that. This is a big deal. Yeah. You better sit up straight, have your, you know, like this is. There's something about civility and, and eating anyway and zenness and whatever. But <clears throat> back then, hell, it's cold out there. We're from Kenton. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's seven hours away. I don't even know where I am. I'm a, I might as well be on Mars. Yeah, you know? the plains. Yeah. Yeah, the high plains, baby. In the panhandle. And, and I read a lot of Indian books. I yeah. mean, I'm still looking for them. Yeah. You know? Palo yeah. Duro is right there. Yeah, yeah, you never know. That was their home base. Anyway. And, uh, but I remember reading through the comments and like, Ooh, it was hard. Oh, Jimmy Murphy from St. Louis, Missouri, pretty tough or good, great yeah. steak, pretty tough to eat. Everybody had some comp like yeah. cute to say, and I'll never forget looking at one that said <laughs> <laughs> like Bobby Montgomery, you know, like Shreveport, Louisiana. And he just wrote sweet Jesus. <laughs> 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 that was it, man. Just say, he did it. He just wrote, "Sweet like, Jesus." Like they handed him the book. Yeah. They were like, eh, they're clapping," and he okay. just went, "Sweet Jesus." Let me, hey, let me document this now. After Boog and I run this hundred mile race, I don't know how. Yeah, Boog's gonna finish. I don't know how long you're I'm gonna, gonna get. do. Great, y'all are both I'm gonna, gonna, I'm do, gonna great. do fine. Our next challenge. I'm gonna start. Our next challenge is actually signing up for the seventy-two ounce steak challenge. Nope. And. Why would you do that to yourself? Because I won't that, allow you. That I've been telling you. I see all these people that have done it before. I'm like, there's no reason I can't do that. That's I can eat that. Seventy two ounces, that's nothing. Dude, I can cut off my little pinky right now and survive Six, it, but why would I want to? Sixteen ounces one pound. Why would you do that to your wife and son, man? I don't that's know. That's what I'm saying. That's we're yeah. gonna have to I mean, we're committed to this West Virginia shit, but I mean, you know, <laughs> like I'm going to start talking to you about it. You need to run some things by me before you make these decisions in the future. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Brought to you by Tractor Supply. Yeah, tra- <laughs> what have you been listening to lately? Music-wise? Yeah, mu- um, music-wise. Man, I don't know that I'm not kind of in love back with like the 50s 60s buddy holly is rocking my world man and again i don't even mean not say that's just coincidental that we're talking about amarillo and you know and i'm talking about that dude was so ahead of his time he played he played he produced he wrote it's punk you know everybody thinks of him as this nerd with the glasses that dude was crushing it no. And died at 22, 23. Like, he was so far ahead of his time. With Richie Valley and the Big Bopper. Waylon Jennings, like, they flipped a coin, you know. You've heard that story, right? That uh, that Waylon had to ride the bus. No AC. Talking mm-hmm. about 
They didn't have any Provo back then, buddy, yeah. to catch on fire with their juice cleanse. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're in fucking, what, yeah. uh, Iowa or Minnesota or wherever it was, and and uh, and Waylon has, uh, you can look it up. He said, like Buddy Holly said, like they, he got to ride on the plane and Waylon had to take the bus, and he said, I hope you, fr- Buddy said, I hope you freeze your ass off. He said, I hope you play, and Waylon said, I hope your plane crashes. Man. Yeah. What a, what a. Like, hurting. I mean, how, like, for years, yeah. lived with that. How, yeah. hev- how heavy is that? Lived they were friends. Yeah, they were buddies. He, he yeah. lived with that to the end. Yes, absolutely. You can look it up. Yeah, like, like it, it, like, carried that with that I'm still here. The day the music died. And I'm still. Died. The day the music died. Sure. Don McLean. Yeah. Can you believe? I mean, and again, what in the Big Bopper, Texas? Two Texas boys. Big Bopper. Yeah. Chantilly Lace had a pretty face, a ponytail hanging down, got a wiggle and a walk, take a lantern tall. Hey. Made the world go round and round and nothing in the world like a big eyed girl that maybe act so funny, made me spend my money, made me feel real loose like a long legged goose. Oh, baby, that's what I like. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. But then, then, yeah, then the trumpet goes on, but or the trombone, whatever it is. Hey, man, it's just saxophone, I believe. But uh, but that's that's when they wailed, man. They were wailing late fifties, late fifties. It was no pun intended to wailing. I mean, it was, and again, from West Texas, you've been there, man. There's not much there now. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a different, you are, it's a, it's a couple of dairy, dairy Queens. Delicious. And I'll say this, West Texas Dairy Queens deliver. Yeah. Because that's what you got, What do you get? You go to Dairy Queen right now. What are you going to get? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, you've been, where? you've had a couple of beers. You're not In gonna, Comanche, Texas? You're not going to eat one right if now. I'm, but if, but lunchtime, normal, you're driving through. I'm going to do a Hunger Buster with cheese all the way. Mustard. Maybe. <laughs> Unless I'm feeling crazy. <laughs> French fries? Oh, man. You can take your French fries and just put them all up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Hunger Buster with cheese and mustard? What? Yes. Le- what kind of ice cream you getting? Oh, I'm going to do. Oh, let me tell you now. If I get me a little little snack, I'm gonna do me a little strawberry with that, yeah, you know, little yellow strawberry, just a, just this big. That's all. A mini. Yeah, a little mini. That's all I need. But if I'm talking about tacos, Comanche Texas crispy tacos, three of them. <laughs> you just broke the bar when you man. Slap it. I will break it with my mind. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. This is. I'm always East Texas. I'm ru- I'm seventh like, generation. I, I, lo- mean, yeah. I, I love a Eminem Blizzard. Sure. Mini. Now we're talking about favorite blizzards. That's small, crazy. Small, whatever you got. George, like my son, loves them. But I love it. He's still young. His I, palate yeah. is developing. I love a banana split also with that little spoon. They uh, give you the little banana split spoon. So much, I'm not a banana it, fan. It's but about yeah. it's about four inches long. It's that ice cream so good. Yeah, the ice so cream. The, you can't beat Dairy Queen ice cream. Mm-hmm. I mean. There's people have tried before. Well, that's what I mean. That's what made them what they were. You know, like it was. It's that soft serve. It really doesn't need anything. You know, what I mean? needs nothing. Mm-hmm. I like a little strawberry up in it. <laughs> um, I'll say this, it, and it is something like I look at all these flavors, like Sonic and Dairy Queen and all this. 
a really like cotton candy, cookie mm. dough. Like you know that's uncooked. That's just raw egg. That's gross. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. But um, I guess what I'm saying is like, how do you out top an M and M? Oh, you make a peanut M and M. Right. That's my favorite. You know, I yeah, love M&M's. That's also good, yeah. But I love me a peanut and M. I'm just saying as a candy, now you're going to throw it in ice cream? Yeah. Are you Are you crazy? You're right. Like Steve Harvey said one time, let me ask you something. Is you crazy? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, put a Heath bar. I would never buy a Heath bar, but you put that toffee and shit in some smooth-ass ice cream. Right. Incredible. Hey, Put some clothes on, man. All right. What's up, George? You all right. Dude, we're dudes. Don't worry about it. George just rolled in in his underwear. He's going to big bed. Yeah. Yeah, you're, all, you're live now, George. What do you want to say? Hey, give me a hug. <laughs> good idea. All right. All good right. luck. I love you. Sweet dreams, boy. Yeah, that's Look some good moves, he's man. A, some parkour. George is a ninja, man. He just yeah, he's just got moves. He just flips off chairs. I mean, mm-hmm. he came in here. As, like, it's good to say stretch. He came in here always like, stretching. He came in here like Axl Rose in his underwear, jumping around. Yeah, man. And um, I don't know that I ever saw Axl jump like that. That was more not, like David Lee Roth. Not like, yeah, that was more, yeah, some, way way more <laughs> kind of fruity, like kind of like a – more, way more expressive. Yeah, he's trying to. He's still figuring it out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When you're young, you get sad. When you're young, you get high. Anyway, um, that's a little Ryan Adams. <laughs> Speaking of like just great songwriters. When you're young, yeah, you get sad. Exactly, yeah. man. Prolific yeah. songwriter. Yeah. You want to talk about now? I mean, again, so singer songwriter. Speaking of singer songwriters, what's your favorite old movie? Like Man, I would, I would really pre nineteen seventy. Well, I'm gonna give you pre night like nineteen ninety five. But oh my god, yeah, because I'm young. I'm I'm only thirty. You're not that young. I'm thirty seven. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Let me tell you a story. So Mel, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. My grandma, my dad, you know, my dad doesn't like to go anywhere. So he he, he said, uh, my mom took us to Disney World when we were kids. But my mom, my grandma, and my my aunt, whoa, whoa, great aunt. Whoa, you talking about Goggy? Goggy and her sister, whoa, whoa. Uh, let's talk about Goggy for a minute. Yeah. Goggy Gaggy was amazing. Um, yeah. A lady, beautiful, yeah. fun. Anyway. So we we, we, we drive a blue suburban from Canton. We t- <laughs> Joyce and uh, Michael Severe. Okay. They go with the, my mom's best friend Joyce Severe. What year was this? You Lived think? in Granada Square. Yep. Uncle Jake, Billy Jack Peace. Coy, yeah. Coy yeah. and Joyce Severe. That's your best Halloween candy right there. Yeah. Right yeah. There. Oh man, we used to walk <laughs> around that place. <laughs> go twice. I remember I was, yeah, I was an Ultimate Warrior one year. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Billy Jack's bird dogs are all just kittled up. Yeah. Come on, we quail hunt, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we drove. We went, stopped in Destin, Florida, and I surfed. I had a, had a, I remember I had a. How had, pretty are those beaches after yeah, you've been to Padre? Yeah, they're like, great. Uh, yeah, there's white sand. I had a uh, styrofoam surfboard. I remember surfing, and then we went to Disney World. 
But anyway, at Disney World, we or maybe Destin, Florida, I can't remember, but Aunt Wo was a was an OG. I mean, she was just hardcore. Yeah, no, who was Aunt Wo? Was she Whoa, Whoa, Goggy's friend? Goggy's or? sister. So, oh, really? So you're great aunt. Yeah, my great aunt. Oh, wow. And Oni Beth is her name. Oni Beth Hervey. Oni Beth. Oni Beth Hervey. That's amazing. So Oni Beth married her husband was named Sam. Okay. Her husband was named Sam. And, Uncle Sam. And she met John Wayne. They 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 made a lot of money in the oil business. They Mary went out, and Morrison. They went out to Hollywood. They had a place. They mm-hmm. met John Wayne. They they had an apartment. There's an apartment building. You know where North Park Mall is yep. in Dallas on Northwest Highway? There's an apartment building, a condo building, in between uh, North, uh, North Park Mall and, like, that cemetery. But... It, it's a high rise. They had a apparently they had a condo in there. Anyway, we w- we go to see, and you know I'm I'm probably George. I'm probably six years old. We see Lethal Weapon comes out. Mel Gibson. <laughs> you know they don't care. I was about to say 1984. Yeah, yeah. maybe. And nobody yeah. cares. Your kids are in there. You know, yeah. but they're saying f this. Six eighty six. There's a lot of f words in the real. You know, if you normally you watch. Lethal Weapon on TBS now, but it's edited. Oh man, yeah. You watch it for real though. There's there's MF, F this, F that, and uh, hey, let me ask you a question. At one point, at one point, we're in the middle of it, and and I th- I can see my mom rolling her eyes, but Wowo looks over to us and goes, "That's rated R, man." Wowo looks over and goes, "Can you pass the fucking popcorn?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, just <laughs> just Jack with us. Goggy sister, yeah. yeah. Pass the fucking popcorn, (laughs) you know. And it's you know because we're just all sitting there. I remember that as a kid, you know. And And these these were ladies, ladies and gentlemen. And they were you know they they were very proper. They were seventy at this point, at least at least seventy at this point. Oh my god, funny. Yes, your mom's funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just. Oh my God, I miss Goggy. Yeah, I mean, Ga- yeah, yeah, Goggy. A class you know, act, class Ga- act. And Goggy's yeah. real name is Mary. Yep. You know, Mary, know it. it's, it's Mary. That's my brother, my niece is named after. You know. Yeah. Little Mary Elizabeth. That's Mary. right. That's her. That was her name. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Just again, you can't make this stuff up. And um, yeah, pass the fucking popcorn. <laughs> 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 of all things to yeah. take y'all to, there's Danny Glover going, hey, yeah. Riggs, yeah. you really like my wife's cookie? Yeah. Or, you know, my favorite, it's like, it's, I think it's Lethal Weapon 3, but he goes, I could put my kids through college with this money, Riggs. Yeah. You know, he's like, don't, <laughs> he's like, don't take it. You know, Murtaugh, don't take it. Riggs and Murtaugh. Riggs that, and Murtaugh. Man. That's us. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm too old for we'll this see. shit. I'm too old. Yeah, so Riggs was su- <laughs> and, and and Lethal Weapon One. Riggs was suicidal because his wife had just died. Sure. He didn't want to live anymore. Shit, you but, didn't know that till Lethal Weapon Two. But, who was behind it? But, but Murtaugh was a you know he had a family, had kids. Very in high school. Yeah. Yes. Very progressive. He, he was very, trying to just retire. You know. He was one day from retirement. Yeah. And I gotta get stuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I love Danny Glover, man. I mean, he's incredible. great. He's great. Yeah. And, and back before Mel Gibson just flipped his leg, <laughs> great director, man. Yeah. Like, oh, Mel Gibson's ap- great. Yeah. Apocalypto. You've seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the I, and again, very little dialogue. 
Unbelievable. Well, movie. I've seen Braveheart. I've seen We Were Soldiers. I've seen, uh, you know, what else has Mel Gibson been in that's been incredible? I mean, The Passion, Passion of the Christ, all these I things. I think he directed yeah. those. Yeah. Like, They're just incredible. Not Braveheart. But. Yeah, incredible movies, man. Or did he? No, I he did he, direct yeah, Braveheart. That yeah. was his first direction. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yes. I, again, people have their things. I, I, I think we need to separate art from what is, you know, PC or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that you can just just go crazy, but don't deny it. there are a lot of people music. Uh, music. I don't like. I don't particularly like this guy's songs or this girl's songs, but I know they're good and I respect it. I just don't particularly like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And we need to kind of get back to just having an open mind or try to be. I mean. Anyway, I, I agree. Separate the art from the artists in a lot of cases. Ryan Adams, good good case in point. You know, yeah. we were talking about him earlier. Um, like, I don't know anything about his story and Mandy Moore. She's cute. Always had a crush on her. I don't know. Did you, did he beat you? It was on People. You know, like People magazine. Like yeah, it was so hard. And he remember he's a yeah. weirdo. Who gives a shit? Let him write right. his songs. You know what I mean? No, oh, he's incredible. And, yeah, he's a dick. We saw him in concert. He's just, I've seen him three times. He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, he's, asshole. He's bitching the whole time, talking about, you know, what, what. I hope you sue us, dickhead. And, but. I love your songs. At the same time, his songs are great. And do you, you know, do you not listen to him anymore? We just listened to him earlier. I listen to him all the time, man. Like, yeah. again, a good song <clears throat> is a good song. Fifteen. Wait, six, sixteen days. Yes, I'm gonna do like McConaughey. Sixteen days, and there's a bottle and a rosary. God, I was wishing you was close to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I you mean, don't yeah. know, that song's called Sixteen Days. Sixteen days by Whiskey Town. Ryan Adams' first band before he went solo. Yes, man, dude, powerful stuff. Great stuff. If you had to take a road trip, where would you go right now? I would go, like, I mean, A, because I already know the road. I'd go to New Mexico because I could be at the tip of the Rockies, southern tip, and I got friends. You know what I mean? I know the country. Wait, you have friends? Some people. Some people. So you go to Cloud Crow? I'm just saying, are we talking about money unlimited? Uh, unlimited money. You have unlimited funds. Don't uh, have to worry about unlimited time. Worrying about getting jacked. I still love. I just love the West. I love the mountains, and I'm I'm interested, and I'm I'm excited to go to West Virginia because I haven't. <clears throat> when I was a kid, you know, like went through the old South a lot, and and. Interestingly enough, if I, if I'm not mistaken, I won't do some research, but <clears throat> I'm pretty sure West Virginia seceded and was neutral for at least during the Confederacy, like during the war. Like I don't know, whatever. It's it's a weird. It's an interesting area. You got Ohio, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> it sounds too crowded to me. Yeah, man. that's you know crowded. I mean? Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Here it is. We are in East Texas. I felt crowded when i was 12 13 14 i like the west i love trees and water but <clears throat> there's just something about 
the space and the freedom and looking at the stars and I don't know. I mean, it's powerful. It's just there's something about it, you know. I don't need much, so therefore that's what I kind of like. But if I could just go anywhere, I'd probably go back to Argentina right now. You know what I mean? Why? Love it. It's got it all. It's got it all, man. Buenos Aires? Certainly. But uh, <clears throat> as far as a city, it's a very... What's the difference between Mexico and Argentina? Man, that's offensive to both. But, um, um, yeah, just that Argentina is very, very European, very still connected to Spain. And, again, Mexico, I have nothing but respect for because, and it is, we are, I believe today is uh, one of the Independence Days, Dieciséis de Septiembre, um Mexico has a unique, unbelievable, beautiful history. And, you know, again, the powers that be, um, you know, like European colonialism, that's that's really what shaped Mexico and has shaped Mexico. Everywhere, every other little smaller country is unique and, and formed by their own ideas um, but like I say, Europe, Brazil, you know, was founded by Portugal, a small country, but was so powerful circumnavigation, Vasco da Gama, you know, and, and, and like they were seamen and, and, you know, and anyway, and all these, a lot of these countries like Spain itself was founded by the Roman empire, but also the, the Vandals were were a tribe, northern Germanic tribe, basically that were um, mercenaries for the Roman Empire and moved and settled southern Spain. The Vikings sailed all the way and traded in Spain and the Mediterranean. I mean, unique. So that the influence that Spain had, we talk about the British Empire, is small, you know, as your pinky nail, and were they conquered the world more or less? You know, what yeah, I mean? uh, no the doubt. Dutch, the Dutch didn't even have a country. Yeah, you know what I mean, wooden shoes. It's all about money, you know. And but the Spanish influenced this entire continent, North and South America. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't. It was too much. And they were like, ah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, let them have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's just too much. I can't. I can't deal with these people. Well, and, uh, on that note, thank you, Patrick, for being on the show again. Third you're, time. You're the most prolific podcaster that we've had, podcast guest. Man, I'm just a, I'm just a good old boy. I like to roast coffee and do some things, cut some trees now. now and then. But thank you for having me. Yeah, I man, enjoy it. man enjoy it's it. always good. You know, we talked earlier, and I was like, man, we got to just put the mics on and record this because – so much good material. You talked talk me into it this time, for sure. We, you know, there's so many, like, you talk about Tommy Wallace and your dad. Judge Wallace, yeah. Pat, Pat Spruill. You talk about Pooh Welch. Mm-hmm. These guys, like, we got to get them on. I don't we know, talk Tom, about Henry Lewis, God rest him. We I talked mean, about Henry Lewis a lot because you and I both worked for Henry. Sure. And I'm really good friends with Catherine Irwin and Brian Irwin. And I mean, Burke and I grew up together. Yep. Henry, yeah, I miss, I mean, Bur- miss Berkey Lewis, man, I can't a lot. believe it, yep. Um, but uh, yeah, we're ju- I'm just doing this podcast 
and for you, those of you who are still listening at this point, <laughs> I'm doing it because I want to learn stuff, and I love listening. I love hearing stories, and that's how we still communicate. For- that's how fortunately, or unfortunately, a lot of the people that I interview, these stories would die with the people. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, um, I appreciate you listening, and hope you enjoy it. And I love doing it, so thank you. Once again, our podcast is sponsored by Van Zant Coffee. Delicious. VanZantCoffee.com. You can also pick it up at the Canton Brookshires or the Athens Brookshires or come and take it in Athens, Treehouse Cupcakes in Athens, CrossFit Van Zant South in Athens. Paul Michael. You can do it in Canton at Paul Michael Company. You can pick it up at the Picket Fence. You can pick it up at Canton Brookshires. You can pick it up at CrossFit Van Zant. Our company and can just call us. I'll bring it to you. Yeah, or just call me and we'll just literally drive it to your door. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. It's been fun, Patrick. Thank you, man. I love you, Sam. Thank you. I love you, man. I'll talk to you guys later. You guys have a great night. Good night. Bye bye.